verse 50. It says, A man named Joseph, who was a member of the council, that's the Sanhedrin, a good and righteous man. He had not consented to their plan and action. Um, a man from Arimathea, the city of the Jews, who was waiting for the kingdom of God, this man went to Pilate and he asked for the body of Jesus. And I just need to point out that those who are waiting for the kingdom of God always ask for the body of Jesus. You see, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. There is something marvelously connected between communion, the Lord's Supper, and looking for the kingdom. Do you recognize that as we share? We did last Wednesday, we do every Sunday. When we share communion together, you are proclaiming Jesus' death until He comes. You're proclaiming His death, you're proclaiming His burial and resurrection, you're proclaiming His second coming. Even in taking communion, we're looking for the kingdom, gang. We are taking this little piece of bread, this juice, and we're doing so to say, we're thinking about You, Lord. We're looking to Your coming. We know You're coming back. And we know the wine is going to flow in the kingdom. Because we know that You waited. You stopped drinking. No wine until the kingdom comes. We know the bread is going to be fresh. And we know we are going to feast with the Lord at that time. And so along comes Joseph, and he is a man waiting. For, he's looking to the kingdom. His eyes are on the kingdom of God. And he's seen the king on the cross, and it changed his life forever. Verse 53, he took it down, the body of Christ that is, and wrapped it in a linen cloth and laid him in a tomb cut into the rock where no one had ever lain. And I just got to point out, the beauty of Luke's writing in that 33 years earlier, back in Luke chapter 2, we see another Joseph wrapping a little body in swaddling clothes and laying him in a manger carved out of stone. And now, this Joseph takes the same body, wraps it in a linen cloth, and lays it in a stone tomb. And by the way, he does so fulfilling Isaiah 53 verse 9. And we could do a comparison all the way through Isaiah 53. In fact, we've done it. Isaiah 53 and the cross, the crucifixion. But verse 9 of that chapter says, His grave was assigned with wicked men, yet he was with a rich man in his death, because he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth assigned a grave with wicked men. In other words, as a crucified criminal, his body would have just been tossed out into a pauper's grave, probably into a a mass grave of all the dead people who had been crucified. That was his assignment. That's not where he ended up. Because this one man was looking for the kingdom, and when he saw the king, he said, I need that body. And so Jesus was with a rich man in his death. Different people are affected differently by the cross. Even here tonight, you may have different reactions. Some of you may have a gut reaction. Others an emotional reaction. Others a a theological reaction as you're trying to process all of this. Different people are affected by the cross differently. And to some, the cross is life. And to others who put up signs saying Jesus never existed... The cross is death. 
Caiaphas hated Jesus. Joseph of Arimathea, he cared for Jesus. Herod berated Jesus. Simon of Cyrene carried his cross. Pilate abdicated Jesus. The Roman centurion praised God. Different people. Same situation. All affected in different ways. Verse 54 said, Now is the preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. Now the women who had come with him out of Galilee followed and saw the tomb and how his body was laid. So they knew exactly where it was. Those who say the next morning they got lost and went to the wrong tomb. No, they knew where it was. Then they returned and they prepared spices and perfumes. And on the Sabbath they rested according to the commandment. And I would call that right there the calm before the resurrection. And note this, Luke pauses on Shabbat. The crucifixion done, Jesus' body wrapped and laid in the grave. He had done everything necessary to bring the very rest that the Sabbath represents. And Hebrews 4 verse 3 says, We who have believed enter that rest. Lord, as we consider all these things, and it's a lot to consider in one sitting, we say thank You. First of all, we join the centurion praising You. Lord, we join the siren of Cyrene willing to take up our crosses and follow You. Lord Jesus, we join Joseph in that we care about the body of Jesus. We care about Your blood, Lord Jesus. It matters so much to us. Because we recognize that unless we eat the flesh and drink the blood of the Son of Man, we have no part of You. Well, Lord, You invited us to that kind of intimacy and so we accept and we come as close to You as possible. Father, I pray if there are any who, like Peter, have been following at a distance, any who, like Peter, have been warming their hands in the camp of the enemy. Father, would You draw us near to You and fix our eyes on Jesus. Lord Jesus, look us right in the eye tonight and walk us into that deep and personal relationship with You. For we serve a Lord who truly is a risen Lord. We can talk about these things, however brutal and difficult to hear, because You rose from the dead. And as Your Word says right now, You ever live to make intercession for all the saints. Well, Lord, if as Your Word says, You're praying for us, then we say, Lord, pray us home. Pray us home, Father. Keep us close. And bring us to your side when at last you call. In Jesus' name, Amen.